shake the room it's your girl coach t we're in the building this evening i've spun a little twist on the room and i actually want to talk about the power in your opinion <laughs> the power of having your own damn opinion could you imagine that that's powerful um so the title of this room is we can agree to disagree respectfully and the reason why I wanted to speak about this, because this month inside of Elevate, we're talking all things power. And um, when I think about things that make a person powerful, I'm like, owning your truth is so, 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 so powerful. What happens when you don't know what your truth is? And what happens when your truth is shifting and changing? What happens when you're going through a change? So your truth changes. And that was one idea that I would say only really about two years ago began to blow, blow my mind. Because up until two years ago, I just believed that truth was truth. Like, you couldn't tell me no different. Like, there's just the truth and that's it. That's the truth. But there's so much levels to truth. And do you guys understand that your truth can actually change? I actually want to ask that to the room. Can your truth change? Because actually, it is. It can. But do you actually believe that your truth can change? Because one thing that I realized is I just thought that up until that point, what I believed to a certain extent, I was always going to believe to be true. But actually, as I walked into new rooms, as I walked into new conversations, as I read more books and listened to more speakers, I started to recognize that what I believed to be true was being challenged. What I believed to be true was being expanded. What I believed to be true was changing. And as it changed, I had to ask myself like, wow, why did I not think this before? Why did I not feel this before? Why did I not have this awareness? And one thing that brought me to peace is that when you're supposed to know, you will. You know that whole thing where it says, what's for you won't miss you, like is so true. At whatever stage in your life that you're supposed to get a piece of information or you're supposed to expand or grow with a piece of information, if you start to believe the idea that you will get what you need when you require it, it brings you so much peace. I'll tell you guys something. There was a time a couple of years ago and I was doing property um, investment. And when I walked into these rooms where they were teaching us how to like flip and expand and grow and invest, I was mad. I was furious. That was surrounded by people that were so excited and this, and I was furious. And I was furious because I just felt like if I would have had that information like three years before I decided to splash out on credit cards and <laughs> overdrafts and use money in a way that just really didn't serve me, I was like, oh my God, could you imagine the position that I would have been in? Oh my God, could you imagine the space that I would have been in? And it leads me to the idea 
that information changes things, but it only changes things when applied. So I mean, y'all need to write that down. Information changes things, but it only changes things when it's applied. So when I walked into that room and they were teaching me about investing and property and all of this stuff, I was open to information that I never had access before, access to before. I was told things that I was probably told the same thing in a different way. So it kind of felt like it was unavailable to me. So like one of my beliefs young was that I would never be able to afford a house by myself because, oh, I was a single mom or whatever, whatever. I didn't have no like startup savings. So I wouldn't have been able to afford it. That's a whole lie. That's a whole, whole lie. Do you know how much people have like 10 properties? But because I wasn't given the awareness on how to use my money or how to leverage other people's money or how to invest to get that startup money, I didn't know it was available to me. I didn't know that I could have used my credit cards and other people's money and brought a whole damn house. I didn't know that kind of information. So the minute that I got access to it, it changed my mind. It changed what was available to me. It changed how I saw myself. It changed the value that I saw around me. It changed the game and the way that I looked at single parents and what they see themselves um, been able to do. So I say all of that to say that when you start to access different levels of truth, it will challenge you. It will challenge everything that you believe. It will challenge what you believe to be true. It will challenge the way that you see yourself. It will challenge the way that you see life and the way that you see others. But you know what the most challenging part is? When people are not open to that idea. When people are not willing to expand. When people are not willing to grow. And one thing that I've said to people today in my group is, everything that you know up until this point has got you to here. Everything that you know up until this point has got you to here. So my question is, what are you willing to do? What are you willing to apply? What information are you willing to access that's going to get you to there, whatever there is? whatever that looks like for you? And are you willing to be powerful, right? In your decisions, in your truth, and in your opinions? Because I love Clubhouse. And I love Clubhouse because I believe that it's created a space where people can have opinions and we can connect. And also we can vibe and learn from each other. But I've also stepped into some rooms where it's like, if you don't agree with that opinion, then you're right and I'm wrong, or you're wrong and I'm right. And I sometimes feel that that's the conflict that we face in life in regards to power. It's like we're actually having conflict in power because if you believe something and it's worked for you and you can prove that it works for you and you don't even need to prove that it works for you because it's just your truth, it doesn't matter if other people aren't clapping, validating or agreeing with you. 
where does this level of we got to validate it or we need facts or we need to run it through whatever, whatever for it to be valuable come from? I am really starting to believe that this whole conflict is really more internal than we would like to believe it to be. I was just talking to one of my clients before I came onto here and I said to them, we don't walk into rooms, right? And announce our name. And then we have to get people to almost justify that that's our name or to validate that that's our name. We walk into a room and we know who we are. We might not know who we are internally, but you know your name, right? So even if they call you by that name, you know that's you. So where does this level of we have to solidify what we say come from. We have to prove who we are or why we're doing this come from. That has to come from a place of lack. Because if you're a woman, for example, and you're married and you're happily married, or if you're a woman and you're in a stable relationship and you're happy in that relationship, you don't need to go around telling people the status of your relationship because you know it, you live it, you experience it, you own it every single day of your life. But when you're uneasy, and all of us know these people who are married technically, but they're not happy in their marriage. They don't know what their husband or wife or partner's doing. But when anything pops up, the first thing they wanna fling is, <laughs> I'm a married woman. Where does that come from? What part of the ego is that? Because if you didn't know that it's the ego, that's exactly what that is. So in this conversation today, I'm just opening the floor to bounce across the ideas that it is super powerful, not a little bit powerful, but really powerful, that in any circumstance or situation that you are able to <laughs> respectfully disagree and own your shit. Do you understand? Like own your opinion, own your belief system, own why you standing that as your truth. That is super powerful. It's so powerful. It's actually very powerful to be the black sheep in the room. And when I say the black sheep in the room, I mean the person that thinks different, walks different, dresses different, talks different, the one person that's not willing to be with the 10,000 of the crowd, that's powerful. And I sometimes feel like we live in a society where that kind of behavior or when we see people who are willing, like so willing to be like, yo, this is me. And I don't, I don't need you to validate it. You know, I don't even need you to agree with it. We kind of shut that down. We live in a society where we will judge that behavior, where we will say, mm, who do they think that they are? No, how about we start saying, who do we think that we are? Because actually being able to stand in a room and be the only person with that opinion and be the only person who thinks that way and be the only person that dresses or conducts themselves in that way, that's super powerful. But why are we living in a society where I don't feel like that is celebrated enough? I don't feel like that's owned enough. Is that because we don't know our value? Is that because we're still looking to be validated? Is that because we have placed the idea of value in ideas that are 
not even our own. Because the truth of the matter is, when you really understand people, we are so connected in a way that we just possibly can't even understand, right? But we're so individual. And for me personally, that's what I love about God. Because I'm like, yo, he took his time on me. I'm beautifully and wonderfully made. And that's not just something I say. That's something I believe. I love the fact that there's certain things that I believe that I was raised in a house with my sisters in and they don't believe the same things as much as they might believe some things and have certain values that are not my values. And I love that we can celebrate our differences. And I love that we can learn from each other. And I love that more than anything, we can accept each other. Sometimes when it comes to a level of acceptance, we can only accept what we can understand. Oh, ah, that hit me and I'm a stomach chakra. <laughs> we can only accept what we can understand, bro. That's so deep. And that's why we experience conflict. Because if you don't understand it, you're not willing to accept it. And I'm going to call my damn self out, first of all, and say that there's been some stuff that have been highlighted to me in like maybe the last month of my life, which mm, I'm not willing to really accept. But the only reason why I didn't really want to accept these stuff is because, of, nah, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> didn't understand it. Didn't understand it. But what happens when I start to say, you know what? I don't understand it but I'm gonna accept that that's your truth. I don't understand it, but I'm gonna accept that that's your moral value system. I don't understand it, but I'm gonna accept that that's what you believe. The conversation of power changes as of effectively immediately because we take the conflict out and we come into understanding. Even if we don't fully understand the idea in its entireness, we start to have a dance. We start to vibe off each other. We start to comprehend each other. And eventually you will move to accept that even if the acceptance is, I see that you stand over there and I stand here, but we're not enemies. We're just standing on different sides of the fence. And you know what? That's okay. I'm finding that as we grow, we've got to kind of allow ourselves to be more of these people that are in the window of acceptance, that are in the door of acceptance. And that opens you up to the idea that, yo, if I take a step forward, my truth could possibly change. If I take another step forward, what I know to be my current surroundings are not going to be my current surroundings because I'm going to be two steps in a new arena. So now my environment has changed. And when my environment changes, what's available to me has changed. The information I have access to has changed. The people I'm around has changed. 
But what I love most about coming into this real idea of we can agree to disagree respectfully is that our growth zone in each and every single one of us is different. As much as our comfort zones are, as much as our belief systems are, as much as our morals are. But one of the most powerful things that we could probably do is accept that. And be in acceptance of that mainly for yourself. There is some things that you're gonna experience in life if you haven't already, that are going to shake your core. You're not gonna comprehend it. You're not gonna fully understand it. Heck, you might not even see it coming. But all of a sudden, you start to feel different. You start to think different. You start to move different. But you see, when you've got this level of control, and, I, and I'm gonna speak to some of y'all, but I don't really know how much control is powerful. I, I don't really know how much of control is powerful, but I know some of y'all rock with that. I'm gonna control everything. I'm gonna control everything. I don't know where the power in that is because I don't hear trust. And there's something in life that screams trust and it screams it on such a level that we couldn't control it even if we tried and how do we know that there's one thing for sure that every single one of us know and that is one day that box is going to close or that fire is going to burn but we as we know ourselves right now are no longer going to be here and that's one thing we know for sure. And on top of that, Ashuri, we don't know when that day is. So why are we trying to control so much of the process when from day one, we knew that part we were never going to be able to control? We knew that. Unless you are the type of person that is going to take your life, then you might have an assurity on the day and the time that that is going to happen. And essentially, people have tried and it still ain't happened because you might think you're in control, but there's a master. So I say all of that to say the journey, maybe to that place, because maybe that is the journey that we're on, right? comes with a hell load of understanding. Comes with a shit load of acceptance. Comes with bucket loads of growth. And within each of those things, understanding, acceptance, growth, there is so much that we don't know. There is so much that we do not have access to. There is so much that we haven't even began to comprehend. But if we're closed, where the hell are we gonna go? 
if we're solid in our opinions until we're hell-bent on them. And I'm talking about the ones that, to be honest with you, they're not even really ours. They've just been passed down through generation after generation after generation. Yesterday I posted something and it said, perhaps it's not always generational curses. <laughs> it's generational choices. And it made me sit up. And it made me question myself. Because I began to ask myself, like, what are the choices that I've made, that my parents made, that my grandparents made, that my aunties and uncles and sisters made, that actually none of us have ever questioned why we're even making those choices? Like, for instance, right, it could be as small as Mm, on a Sundays, we all kind of cook the same Sunday dinner on a Sunday to the point where if I went to get takeaway on a Sunday, it doesn't even feel good. It's like, mm -mm, that was a bad decision. But is it really? <laughs> or is it just a programmed idea? It's absolutely a programmed idea. A thousand percent a programmed idea. And it's something as small as that to the bigger things. Maybe because somewhere within your line, your generational line, everybody has owned their house. So now you have deemed success as owning a house. That's successful to you. As long as you can own a house, you've made it. Just as much as having a relationship is successful because you came from broken homes. So as long as you can maintain a relationship, that's successful. And my question is, when we really think about these choices on a deeper level, where are they coming from? Whose ideas are they? What does it really say about your value system? What does it really say about your beliefs? Who are you trying to validate or prove something to? Like, really? As much as on the flip side, if you really have no motives and you just wake up every single day, go to work, come home, and that's great for you. Go to work, come home, as long as my bills are paid, the children are fed, the food is cooked, family are all right, that's enough for me. Where does that come from? Because I got a feeling, just a feeling, a big feeling that there's more to all of us. And I'm going to talk about it left, right, up, down, side to side in as many angles and ways as I can until people get it. Because if we live on this planet Earth with, I'm not talking hundreds, I'm not talking thousands, I'm not even talking millions, billions of people. And you've still got breath. Mm. I don't know, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. I love that drill song. I don't know, I don't know. I don't know the rest of it. Cece will know it. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's more. I feel like there's something bigger that you got to build. I feel like there's a bigger conversation that you maybe need to have. I feel like there's some people that you might not have connected with yet. 
because you don't know that it's okay to be an elephant in that room. You don't know that people who look and think like you can make it into places that you've never given yourself permission to step into. You don't even know that you can wake up and create your best life by not doing the thing that everyone else before you done, which was wake up and go and get a good paying job. Jobs are great, but one thing about some jobs is guess what guys, they leave you just over broke. Yeah. You didn't even know that you could not just have one stream of income, but you could have five stream of income. You could get paid in your sleep. Because there is something in you that you've been doing your whole flipping life, which you're great at. And you could make an ebook about it and sell it online for nine pounds and millions of people will buy it. But you just didn't know that. So we can agree to disagree respectfully that it's time to grow. <laughs> and growing is not going to be comfortable. But growing is powerful. And it's powerful to know that when you're growing, there's going to be a lot of shit that you just don't know. You just don't know it. You just don't know. And you will get access to it at the right time. But information is bullshit when it's not applied. So how can you do better at applying the new information that you're allowing yourself to be available to? How can you be better at accessing information that scares you? How can you be better when you land in a room and nothing is comfortable, nothing is the same, nothing fits with anything that you believe or that you've seen before, but somehow you're in that room? How can you be valuable in there? I don't know. I'm just dark skin. I'm just dark skin, you guys. These questions, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just hoping that it stirs up something in someone and it triggers someone. And that we really come to the understanding that it's okay to be the elephant in the room. It really is. It's actually powerful when you're able to say, no, I don't know. Like, can you give me a little bit more understanding on that? Can you teach me a bit more about that? Can you show me more about that? Can you tell me where to go? Can you tell me where to grow? Can you tell me what books to read? Can you tell me how you came to that awareness? That is super powerful. That is super powerful. That is so amazing when you allow yourself to be in that space in your life. When you allow yourself to go, bro, I don't agree. Like, I really don't even agree with what you're saying because actually I really don't even understand it. But I'm willing to hear you out. I'm willing to accept you for who you are. I'm willing to accept you for where you stand. I'm willing to see the value of what you bring to the table. Could you imagine if those things started coming out of our mouths? 
Could you actually really imagine if those things started coming out of our awareness? Because as humans, one thing that we've been conditioned to do is judge. Anything that's unfamiliar, we judge it. Anything that's unfamiliar, we judge it. And whether that judgment is they should do this like that, or this would be more effective like that, or this would be better like that, or they could be better like that. I'm just going to spill that tea. That's a whole conversation with you about you and less about them. That's a whole conversation with you about you. That's the same judgmental voice that you sit with. That's the same judgmental voice that you walk around with. That's the same judgmental voice that has got you in the same places year after year, in the same doors, year after year, in the same rooms, year after year, in the same relationships, year after year. And I'm just saying, it's time to grow. So it's time to recognize that there's power in seeing things differently. There's power in changing your perspective. Wayne Dyer, one of my favorite teachers, Wayne Dyer, in The Power of Intention, he talks about changing your perspective and going into situations with intention. And if you do anything with me, one of the things that I always say to people is set your intentions. So if I'm going into a meeting, I'm like, I'm going into this meeting because of X, Y, or Z. If I'm going out, I set my intentions. This weekend, I was saying for weeks, I'm going to get wrecked. I'm going to be wrecked. That was my intention. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did that intention wipe me out? I was wrecked. In less than 0 0.1 hour, wrecked. Set your intentions, guys. <laughs> And when you're a powerful manifester, your intentions bounce back real quick. <laughs> so in, when he talks about setting your intention, it's about recognizing your value. It's about recognizing how valuable you are. So when you step into any room, any arena, any meeting, any relationship, any circumstance, you're intentional about why you're there. Why? Because time is one of the most expensive gifts that we have because it's the one thing that we do not get back. So when you're spending your time places, recognize that it's an exchange. It's a value. That's why even when you guys are in my room and you're listening or you're in the conversation, I am so grateful because it's your time that you're spending with me. So be intentional about it. And when he talks about intention, he says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. When you start to recognize that and you actually start to dissect it, you could walk into the same circumstances. You could walk into the same job with the same annoying manager, but you start to have compassion for him. I'll tell you guys one thing that changed my life. So... When I became qualified as a teacher, all of a sudden, I realized that teachers are humans. That sounds so dumb. 
But as a child, teachers didn't really have days off. Teachers weren't sick. Teachers, especially in primary school, I really felt like they were super compassionate. Like school to me, especially my primary school, felt like home. And as I grew up and I was an adult and then I'm a teacher and then I'm having to juggle my children or juggle my personal life or juggle this or juggle that, but then show up in this classroom and be this amazing teacher, I was like, oh my God, I have zero respect for these people. I took for granted that they have a life. And there's an incident where a teacher held me up in a classroom, in a school, literally held me up by my throat. And when I told my mum, when she went into parents evening, she done the exact same thing back to the teacher. But what I realised later on in life is because I saw that teacher when I got into college. And when I saw her in college, she nearly shit herself. She panicked. She almost had like an anxiety attack. And obviously I was a bit more, I was more grown and we had a conversation. And she said that at that time she was going through a breakdown. Her marriage was falling apart. And I was just like, do you see life? Do you see it? And I get it. Yes, I am valuable. And yes, I am my mother and father's child that guess what? They didn't put their hand on me. So guess what? It's no one else's right to put their hand on me, in my opinion. However, I understand that in that moment, that teacher just lost her cool. That was just her breaking point. And so it was less about me because guess what? I simply just didn't take back in my report and I was new to the school. So I didn't know what she was talking about when she was asking for it. And she obviously just lost her call. And I was like, miss, I don't know what you're talking about. She kind of felt that that was rude and that I was questioning her. I was questioning her authority. It was none of those things. I was just new and I didn't understand what she was asking me for. We never took a report back to school. We took a report home and that was it. Their reports were different. You needed to hand them back in. And so in that moment, she lost her cool. And she not only held me up, she like dragged me through some halls. And my mum always said to me, you know, if you're in a situation where you don't feel safe at school, you know your door, walk out. Nah, you don't need to tell me twice. Peace out, a town. I started walking down that drive home. Yeah, in the middle of the school day, because that was a boundary that my mum had given me. So I had a great time to use it. But my point is meeting that teacher again in life and recognizing that, whoa, now I'm an adult. And whoa, I might work as a teacher, but I've still got a life. I've still got personal problems. I've still got relationships. I've still got children, family, whatever. But when we're connecting with people and we're vibing with people and we're walking around, we're walking around with our stuff. And maybe some of us are just more aware of it than others. But in terms of this conversation, it's super powerful when you become aware of how you're walking around with your stuff. When you become aware of those things that trigger you. And so then when you can become aware of how people may understand or not understand you. Because guess what? The way that you might respond in certain situations, other people will not. They don't have it in them. They don't have that level of resilience. They don't have that level of being able to hide shit either. 
But when you then come to a place of understanding, like, wow, you know what? They just process a little bit different to me. It just takes them a little more time to get it. I'm just an open book and they're just a closed chapter. Maybe you can teach them to open up some of their pages just as much as they can teach you to shut some of yours. But that comes from understanding. That comes from standing in the, um, in the space that says, I don't fully understand or I don't even accept, but I understand. Or I don't understand, but I'm willing to accept that that's how you deal. This is where we become more powerful. Not just as people to ourselves, but in humanity. When we're able to stand in the gap of disagreeing, but being respectful about it. Of not fully understanding, but being okay with it not really having to accept everybody's idea of things, but knowing that based on that person's experience, based on that person's belief system, based on that person's environment, that has allowed that person to be who they are. Just as much as your belief your experiences, your environments are allowing you to be exactly what you are. Where do we dance with that? Where can we teach each other with that? Where can we grow with that? That's the power of growth. And it's knowing we just don't know it all. And you know what? That's okay. It's actually more than okay, it's great. Because there's some things, there's a lot of things that we've just got to trust. We've just got to trust. And that trust comes with trusting yourself first. And the more that you're able to trust yourself first, you know, it's easy to trust other people. Believe it or not, can y'all believe that? It is easy to trust other people. And it's easy to trust other people knowing they won't disappoint you. Because you only attract what you are anyways. <laughs> Not what you think you are, what you are. So you attract relationships that lack trust because you don't trust yourself. You don't trust life. You don't trust the creator. You control things with the understanding that maybe you have no control at all. And that's why things show up outside of your control. But when you stop controlling and you start allowing, that's not allowing any type of bullshit. That's not accepting any type of bullshit. That's not not having any boundaries. But as a matter of fact, because you trust yourself, because you know yourself, you absolutely have boundaries. You absolutely have a code of honor. And you are relentless about what can cross that. That's where you get more powerful and standing in your opinion and owning who you are. Some of us know who we are, or we're opening up to know who we are. But guess what? We don't own it. 
We don't own it. Some of you know information that can flip and change your life and not just your life, change generations below you, generations that are going to come through you, that can change people surrounded by you. But you ain't doing nothing with it. You're not applying it. Oh, you're waiting to get the degree? <laughs> are you waiting for it? Listen, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. There's some stuff in you. And if you started sharing it, because you know it like you know it like you know it like you know it, you're about to bless some people. You're about to change some things for some people. But you don't trust yourself, do you? Trust comes from a different dimension. It does. It comes from knowing that you're connected on such a level that you're so protected. You are divinely protected. That's where the game changes people. And the divinity of all that is, we can't see it, we can't touch it, we can't smell it, but it's here. We've got to bask in it. We've got to bathe in it. We've got to surrender to it. But it comes from not knowing. But it moves us to trusting. And take a breath. I'm going to just play this track. And while I do, if y'all have any questions, any thoughts, any ideas, anything stirred in your belly while I spoke or anything niggled in your head, let's talk about it. I'm open to have a conversation. But one thing I would really like to know is, do you feel like you know yourself enough that you can, be choo you can choose to be powerful moment to moment? Decision to decision, choice to choice. And is that knowingness from a place of peace and power? Or is that knowingness from a place of ego? I'm just going to let that question sit with y'all. Do you know yourself enough to trust your decisions to be powerful moment to moment? And is that knowingness from place of peace and power or is that knowingness from a place of ego? I'll wait and see if anybody's brave enough or courageous enough or bold enough to come and conversate with me.
And I always describe that as my healing journey. That's how it's felt at times. Like, oh, like I should know better. I've got more information. I've got more access. I can apply this. But even in applying it, because I'm creating a change and an algorithm, oh, there's so much conflict. But guess what, guys? It's a part of the journey too. But the truth is, there's something inside of you that just needs to come out. And so you are going to be the elephant in some rooms. You are going to be the one that people don't understand. You are going to be the one that thinks, walks, talks differently. But one thing I want you to ask you is that coming from a place of truth or is that coming from a place of this is who I think I need to be? Is that coming from a place of yo, I try to go to sleep and these dreams do not leave me alone. I don't even know how to create them. I don't know how they're going to come into fruition. I don't know how I'm going to make it happen, but it just keeps coming up. So I'm going to take some steps to do it. I'm going to get some support to make it happen. Or is it coming from the place that says, if I do that, I'll look like that. If I speak like this, it will prove that I'm educated. It will prove that I'm valuable. And this may sound so crazy to some of you guys, like that's not how we think. Mm, I've kind of worked with enough humans to know, yeah, it is how we think. And I remember for myself that there was a point where I could describe my house to a T, the house I wanted, the job I wanted, the, the things that I wanted. Like I could I could tell you guys them like the back of my hand. And there was this one day and I was like, yeah, well, I get everything that I want. So why have I not got that yet? Like what, maybe I just don't want it bad enough. Like what is that? Because everything else I want to kind of manifest, I see it coming into fruition. I, I smell it, I taste it, I create it, I get it. And I had to get real honest with myself. And in being super honest with myself, I realized that the only reason I wanted some of those things is because it would actually look like success. It would look like that story. It wasn't going to make me feel any better. It wasn't going to make me help any more people necessarily, right? It wasn't going to help me do the things that I really wanted to do. But it would have made my ego feel good. And I had to get honest with myself about it. So I want you guys for after this conversation, well, it's not really a conversation because nobody wants to conversate with me, but I want you to confront what's in you and make space for what's on you. Because there's some things that are being presented to you right now that might be challenging you, that might be conflicting you, that might be changing the way that you have to move think, be, or do, but it's necessary. It's super necessary. So I want you guys to continue to question yourself. I want you to continue to 
be open to what's questioning you. I want you to continue to face things that may be challenging you or presenting some kind of conflict or contrast within yourself. Don't run from them because they're going to be the same things that help you reevaluate your truth. Rethink about what you believe to be true. Maybe even change your whole value system. Because the value system that you had at 10 is probably not the same value system that you're going to have at 30. And it's definitely not the same value system that you'll have at 50 something. Things change. Life changes you. But are we adapting to the changes that present in their self around us? So we can agree to disagree in any circumstance, in any situations, any conversation or opinion. But one thing that I've decided for myself is that I'm going to start to understand things that I might not normally be willing to accept. I just want to understand them a bit more. As much as I'm cool to accept things that I don't necessarily understand. Because I recognize the boxes that I was putting myself in. The limiting ideas that I was entertaining. The lies. That actually felt like truth to me because I didn't have awareness on anything different. But the minute that you have awareness, the minute that you have information, it can absolutely change things, but it must be applied. It's not enough to know. We're getting into the bag of ownership. And for many of us, ownership in many parts of our life, we don't even consider that our bag. Some of you don't allow yourselves to own a company. You don't allow yourselves to own a house. You don't allow yourselves to own a car or whatever it is. You don't allow yourself to own your truth. This doesn't have to be about anything materialistic. But when you own your truth, validation, that's not your portion. When you own your truth, you can humbly sit in any room and you're comfortable as hell. Some of us get so uncomfortable in different spaces because we're not comfortable with ourselves. We don't know ourselves. So I pray that this continues to spark something in you that really and truly opens you up to the idea that, guess what, guys? The best is yet to come. And some of us have had some good lives and we're living in some dope seasons of our lives. But can you imagine that it can absolutely get better? It can absolutely get better. Even if you're on the top of your game again, it can get better and it will if you're open to better. And guess what, baby girl? 
And baby boy, guess what? Guess what? Guess what, guys? Here's the tea. Get your pen. You don't get better by being bitter. Ah. Taste those lemons in the house. Taste those lemons in the house. You do not get better by being bitter. Forgiveness. Stack it up. Forgiveness. Let it be your portion. Letting shit go so you can grow. Major game changer. Stop allowing things to have a hold on you. When we come to understand, whoa, I wouldn't make those decisions, but based on your beliefs, your circumstances, your environments, I understand. That's powerful. But some of us are too childish to do that. Yeah, I said what I said. Because it's a grown decision. It's a grown decision to know that you have a responsibility to what hinders, hurts you or heals you. That's a grown decision. A child doesn't know they have that access. And not every person living in the adult body, here it comes, is living in the adult mind. And that's sometimes what we need to understand. Not every person in an adult body lives in an adult mind. Some of us are stuck in our childhoods. Some of us are stuck in our childish ways of thinking. Some of us are stuck in lack of responsibility. What's a child really responsible for? What's an adult responsible for? But we don't have that understanding for each other yet. Because we judge. And we judge others because we judge ourselves. But it's easier for the mirror to look out. We judge ourselves because we should have known better or we should have done better. We don't give ourselves compassion. We don't give ourselves love. We barely give ourselves forgiveness. But the more and more that you step into your power is the more and more that you learn to forgive. It's the more and more that you learn to love for what it is without the conditions is the more and more that you learn to be compassionate. And guess what, guys? Is the more that you come to peace. So I pray that this listening <laughs> has brought you to some realizations and it allows you to connect deeper with yourself. It allows you to move from your head to your heart and it allows those two places to come into alignment in a way that you probably never experienced your truth before. I declare that some of you guys have big aha moments, that you have major conversations with yourself and you really and truly respect the value that you have as a person, the value that you are and the value that you have to give to this world, period. And when you know that and you own it, it's cool. 
to agree, to disagree respectfully because you know who you are. You ain't got shit to prove. You ain't got shit to prove and you ain't got nothing to lose, but you got a dope ass life to create and a dope life to live. Do yourself a favor and make every moment count. Make every conversation valuable. Make every interaction meaningful. Make it count, because one day that box is gonna close. There ain't gonna be no time for the things that you could have done, should have done, would have done. The only time is now. The only power is now. And the most powerful thing that you can do, perhaps, is be unapologetically you. Be great, guys, and have an incredible evening. Thank you so much for listening.